0: Hi, and thanks for listening to another audio podcast from Creekside Community Church, Narangba, Queensland. For more information and resources, please visit our website at www.creekside.org.au. Well, as you've noticed, uh, our lighthouse, where all the kids go to their Sunday school, happens every 10, uh, 1030 every week. But uh, through the holidays, we're giving the teachers a break and they're all with us here today. But I didn't want them to miss out, the children on a object lesson. So I've got a little object lesson up here. I'm going to actually build three crosses. And I need two girls around 12 years old if they could come up and help me. Is there two girls 10 or 12 years old real quick? Come on up. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Come on up here. Thank you very much. All right, parents, don't try this at home. We're just going to build three crosses and I want you to help me, okay? and we're gonna glue these together and then later we're gonna come back and see how well they stick alright so I need each of you to take a spoon if you could alright and I'm gonna drop a bit of glue in each of you but you gotta hold your spoons right together okay keep them right together because I'm gonna squirt into both spoons okay Can we do that okay here we go hopefully this will work huh and I'm gonna be all sticky now we have a cross here with the word God written on both pieces and we're gonna take your glue if we could and I think yours was section uh, glue a okay and again I'm gonna end up with a sticky mess here but let's just put that on there okay and I'll lay the and then can you help me place that right on there okay and just don't get your hands too sticky there and just hold it together put it right on the table and just press it down a little bit okay can you do that all right and we've got two others here with man and man written on it okay we're going to put your glue can i do that for you just so you don't get all sticky we're going to put that right there okay and then we're going to place can you help me place this one on there to look like a cross Okay, just like that. Good. And can you just press that down? And let me just move these out of the way. All right, then. Hold it right down tight for a minute. And then I'm going to make another one here real quick. And I'll put this glue on, okay? All right. And this, these two say God, and the other one says man on it. Okay, and we're going to just make sure it's spread enough. All righty. There we go. Spread that around. Okay, you guys like working with glue? Huh? Alright, and then I'm going to just set that one right there. So we've each made a cross, haven't we? And we're going to press them right there. Let me put the cover on it so nobody gets hurt. And we'll put this over here. And I'm going to give you guys a towel so you can wipe your hands, and uh, mom and dad can yell at me later, okay? There you go. And you can have one. There you go. And we'll just leave those right here while I talk for a few minutes, okay? Can we do that? Okay, girls, thank you, and I'm going to bring you up in a a little while, all right? So you can have a seat, and then I'll bring you right back up in a little while. Thank you very much. Sorry all the kids couldn't get involved with that, but... uh, See what happens. All righty. Well, as you see in the front of your newsletter, we're talking today about resurrection living. And I'd like to just get us for a few minutes here to consider something. I'd like us to consider the love of God. The fact that God so loved us that he sent his only begotten son to this world that whoever would put their faith and trust in him would not perish but have everlasting life now the video you saw a few minutes ago was very explicit about the fact that man chose right at the, from the very beginning to live even partially in disobedience to God the Bible tells us that all have sinned sin is really just another word for disobedience when we don't do what God says that's sin and unfortunately the penalty for that is extremely severe it is separation from God forever and it really is a horrible reality to think because I decide to live the way I want to if I decided not to do what God says then I have to literally die meaning I'm separated from God but it went on to show though didn't it that God has understood from the very beginning that man would have a tendency to disobey and he's come up with a solution. There is no way that any of us here have the ability or the power to bring salvation to our own life. We don't have the ability to not sin. There's a story in the New Testament of a guy who was young, he was very wealthy, he was, uh, had a, a ruling position... And he walked up to Jesus, and with quite a pious face, he said, Man, I've kept all the law. I'm perfect. I've done everything. Well, Jesus, who was God, said to him, Well, that's wonderful. Well, I tell you what, give up your position, give up your riches, give them to the poor, and you come and follow me. Let me be the Lord of your life. Oh, the guy put his head down and he just walked away because he wasn't prepared to let God be the true God of his life as he was meant to be. You know, if I took a little bit of water here in, let's say, even about a a 10-liter container, and I put just a drop, just a drop of poison in that. What's a strong poison you can think of? Sorry? Sorry? Two, four, five, T. Oh, wow. Who makes that? (laughs) If you take poison and just put a drop in that water, how many here would be willing to go ahead and drink that water? You wouldn't. Doesn't matter how much water, doesn't matter how much poison, it's become impure. It's no good. And see, that's the way God sees us in our sin. No matter how little we think we've sinned, we're imperfect, we're not good enough. God has done something. He didn't just wipe away our sin. He became our substitute. He took our sin on Him. He went to the cross and He died. And because of that, we can have a new birth. John 14, 6. The book of John, chapter 14, verse 6, says this. Jesus is quoted as having saying, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. In other passages, he talks about being the door. He is God's way to eternal life and spending eternity with God. We do then, once we put our trust in what Jesus has done, we, we are made clean, we are made pure, we, are, we then become worthy to be in God's presence because Jesus has dealt with the sin. And it's a wonderful story. So the new birth is an example of the power, the resurrection power of God because none of us can save ourselves. But Jesus, God who became man and dwelt among us, he has the power. And if anyone doubts, well, we know what he did. He submitted himself to the Roman soldiers. He submitted himself to the religious leaders of that time who didn't believe in him as the Messiah. He allowed them to strip him, to whip him, to literally practically pull the hide off his body shoving that horrible crown of thorns on him the bible says he was unrecognizable when the soldiers got done with the torture that they put him through he was in excruciating pain and agony he had been weakened he was forced to carry his cross until he finally fell on the ground somebody picked it up simon we're told and he took it up And they laid him out on those rough hewn pieces of wood, and what they do, they drove those massive nails right through his palms and into his feet. Dropped that big old cross, those two beams down into a socket, and just about, well, every, we're told, every one of his, yes, I'm trying to think of the term, (laughs) pulled him apart, literally. His shoulders came apart, all of his, the connecting joints in his body. And within several hours, Jesus finally died for you and for me. But it's wonderful to think that three days later, yes, he did. Victoriously, he rose from the dead. And he did that through the power of God. Now, can you imagine some of the people who knew him, very close to Him, good friends with Him. Others who just happened to know about Him. But many, many saw Him die on that cross. And though the Pharisees and the soldiers tried to hide the fact, Jesus literally came bursting out of that grave. They tried to lock it so that He couldn't get out. It didn't work. He blew the door open. He came out. And he presented himself to over 500 people. That's a few witnesses. And can you imagine them seeing him who had died? It was obvious. They had placed him in the tomb. And here he was walking around with a new body, a new presence. And it wasn't too much later after that that they saw him literally ascend into heaven. Wow. Consider the love of God. Consider the obedience of Jesus. Consider the power and victory of the resurrection. We have this new birth. Hebrews chapter 2 says, But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. But we found out that through Jesus that we have the power not only for new birth but power for a new life. Paul, the apostle who was once a persecutor of Christians, he became a believer. He met Jesus face to face. And he wrote many epistles to the new churches. And in one of those epistles to the Philippians, he says this, just this simple phrase. It kind of captured the essence of his life. His only real objective his only agenda was found in these few verses he said here for me to live is christ and to die is gain wow what a calling see paul wasn't content just to have new life and oh how he praised god that he didn't have to go to hell he knew he deserved separation from god and yet His greatest desire in life was to live every day, 24-7, for Jesus. Who, by the way, lived in him through the Holy Spirit. And he thought of death as something to look forward to. Why? Because he knew that eventually he would be in God's presence itself, unhindered, forevermore. New life, new direction. He wrote another book, a letter to the church at Colossae, and he says this in chapter 3. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Now see, Paul understood new life. He understood new direction. He literally repented. He turned from the way he was going in disobedience. He literally turned around and says, From this time forth, I am going to follow Jesus. And in doing so, he went about encouraging everyone else. Today, we're here celebrating Easter, but the great encouragement for us is to, yes, as as Earl pointed out in our communion time, if you're without Jesus, consider him. Consider who He is. Consider what He's done. And if you're here today as a believer, caught up in all the world's activities and distractions, consider your new life. Consider your new direction. Because I would encourage you today to consider walking and living every day in the power of the resurrection. Come up with new daily confidence and ability. It says in the book of Proverbs a book that uh, Solomon, King Solomon wrote much of the verses in Proverbs. It says here, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. You know what God's trying to do for this, for you as an individual, for me as an individual? You know what He's trying to do for the world? He's trying to bring extreme victory. He's trying to correct. He's trying to improve. He's trying to make better this world. One day there will be a new heaven and a new earth. But in the meantime, he is trying to help us in our societies to be the kind of people who love each other, who help each other, to look out for each other. He's trying to remove prejudice. He's trying to remove hate. And there's no other religion, if you will, although following Jesus is not a religion, by the way, it's a relationship. Having a relationship with Jesus in his power means that we can come to that place where we can love each other, we can not be prejudicial, that we can even take the person who's deeply offended us and forgive them. We're going to point out in a minute those are things that actually, as human beings, we find impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So we have this new daily confidence and ability. It's no longer trusting in our own strength. How many of you have made a New Year's resolution or made a new commitment? You've tried to get over some kind of bad habit or, or dealing with areas of our flesh and weakness and think, man, I just keep failing. Often it's because we've decided to look to ourselves or to others for the help that really only God can give us. Leaning on Him. Then we have a new future. Revelation chapter 21. Let me just read these couple of verses here. And says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, wow, or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. This is what we clearly have to look forward to, the new heaven and the new earth. You know, there's much in Scripture and I was going to read from chapter 3 of Colossians and just going to read a couple of verses. I'll shorten up what I was going to read. But you'll find throughout Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, there's these constant, there's this constant calling out to, to change from being like this to be like this. If you read the Gospels, those four books that talk about the life of Jesus, he's always confronting people and say, Look, you know, if, if you hate somebody, it's really like murder. And, and, and guys, if you just look at a woman to lust after her, it's, it's really adultery. You're being unfaithful. And, and on and on the list of things that we're supposed to change in our life, the things we should no longer do, the other things that we should do, and wow, it, it's amazing. And if you're, if you're as normal as I am, you've come to that place, man, I've tried this religious life. And I've had some people who have just treated me so rotten. And, 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 and I keep being told from the pulpit that, you know, that I've got to do this and I've got to... Man, I just can't do it. I, I'm giving up. And there are many people in the world who have tried religion. There are many Christians who are still believers, but they live often in, in, in doubt and they live in weakness. And, and, and they just can't seem to get the victory. Well, God does not want us to live in defeat. When Jesus went back into heaven, he very quickly sent his Holy Spirit in, back into the world to literally empower every single believer. When an individual says, I can't get myself to heaven, I can't save myself, and they come to God on his terms, and they put their confidence in what Jesus has done, and they claim Christ as their Lord, they literally become a born-again Christian. It's a word that gets thrown around a lot, isn't it? They become a new believer in Christ. And guess what happens immediately? The Spirit of God comes in, and all of a sudden it is literally God in us. Jesus was God who was amongst us. The Spirit of God is God in us. And all of a sudden we have this resource that we've never had before. And guess what that resource is? The power of the resurrection life. It's the exact same power by which God created this universe. It's the exact same power by which Jesus rose from the dead and performed all of his miracles. It's the very power of God that brings change. And by the way, when Jesus said, I'm here to save you, it wasn't just to make you a born-again Christian. He's here to save us every day from the temptations and the trials and the difficulties of life. And sometimes Christians and anyone else in this world, what we simply fail to do is turn to God for the help we need. You know, if you want to live in the power of the resurrection, can I just give you four quick points? living in the power of resurrection means simply these four points recognize choose depend and just do it recognize choose depend not something you wear and just do it we're to recognize the correct way to live How do we know how we're supposed to live? There's all these cultural norms. There's all these religious books. Hey, listen, God has written us a love letter. He's written us a Bible, and he encourages us every day, get in there and just read. Find out how to live correctly. That's first step. How do I need to change? Second one is choose. Every one of us have been given the opportunity by God to make a choice. If you're here today without Jesus, you can choose to accept him or reject him. That, that's totally your choice. As a Christian, every day you can choose to accept Jesus or reject him when it comes to the daily areas of your life. Your plans, your purpose, you, you know, new job or, or moving somewhere or how do I talk to somebody and on and on and, and how do I just act out in love when that person has been so hateful to me. You know, I have to choose. What are we choosing? God's way. And then finally, not finally, but the next step is to then depend on God. We are to walk by faith. We are to recognize that God is the creator who is all powerful. He literally lives within me as a born again Christian and he never calls us. And folks, please remember this. God will never call you to do something that he doesn't enable you to do it. Never. Don't be afraid of obeying God. He'll never call you to do something that He doesn't enable you to do it. But if you just read the instruction manual and you try to do it on your own, sorry folks, it's not going to work. And then finally is, as you depend upon God just by faith, do it. Take that step. God, I I really don't know the result of this, but you said to do it. I'm leaning on you, and Lord, I'm just going to do it. And guess what? You let me know if it doesn't happen, but He's there. And He's enabling us. He's empowering us. And that's where we can simply every day live out the power of the resurrected life. And that's what God wants for us. He wants us to be a community who do love, who do care, who do give, who reach out, who aren't filled with selfish ambitions but desire to see others blessed, We're learning to esteem others better than ourselves and all the many things that God instructs us. Philippians verse 4 says, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. This is Paul speaking. He says, I have learned the secret of being content in any way and in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Another one of the clichés that Paul lived by, God called him into some very dangerous situations. He said, God, I'm afraid. I just don't know how this is going to work out. Paul was very honest. But he said, you asked me to do it. You said it. I'm going to believe it. And God, time after time, gave Paul the victory in in impossible situations because he just believed him. So he could speak out of example. Well, there's so much more they could said, and the time has gone from us. I'm going to ask our two helpers to come back up here, if you could, girls. I've tried to give enough time for the glues to dry, and I want to just see if you can help me test. Here, here we have a cross that's got man and man on it, okay? Man's decision to do what he's going to do, okay? Who, who made this one? Did you? Can you see if the glue stuck? Just pull really hard. It didn't stick. Oh, did you do it wrong? No. Uh, how come it didn't stick? Wrong glue. wrong glue, well that's actually a good point. How about these got just God on the cross, just God. Can you, uh, can you see if those stuck? Oh, it didn't, I thought it was gonna hold. It didn't. Well, you know, it's funny, isn't it? You think man on the cross, of course it's not going to stick. We can't do anything on our own. And I've got this other one that says God and only God. You think, well, of course God can do anything. It should have worked. But you see, what we fail to remember is that God from the very beginning of time said, this is his commitment, I am going to use mankind for everything I do. And if you watch history, everything God does, he uses a person. He used people to write the Bible. He used men and women to prophesy. He uses us to go out and tell other people. Everything God wants to do. He doesn't just do it magically in the sky and it just happens. He He does it through us. And that's why he gave us his Holy Spirit. Because it's him in us how everything gets done. So if I'm trying to live on my own, is God's work being done? Uh Uh-uh. If God wants to do something and there's nobody there who's going to obey him, is it going to get done? No. No, it's not. What God wants, and this is what we found. I hope it works. We noticed that God became a man before he went to the cross. And on that cross, we found the God-man. And how it symbolized that God wants to take every one of our lives and fill us and use us. See, what we do on our own doesn't last. And God doesn't do on his own. But let's see when God and man come together, and God's empowered that man, let's see if the glue works. Why don't one take this one, and you take this one, and see if you can pull it apart. Pull hard. That's all right, don't break your arms. It worked. And you know what, I just used, thank you girls, you did such a good job and you didn't fail. It was the glue, all right? All right, thank you. We've got to go. I just used a simple epoxy. One was just the epoxy and the other one was the hardener. And that was a simple illustration. But folks, please don't lose the point. It's God in us. The hope of glory. Let's pray. Father, today, we thank you so much again for the wonderful Easter story. The power of the resurrection is something that did not cease 2,000 years ago. Oh, how we thank you for it. We're alive because Jesus died in our place. And we put our faith and trust in him. But Lord, every day we need you to save us. Every day we need you to help us. Every day we need you to empower us. We need to know what your will is. We need to find out what you're doing. We need to choose what you want us to do. And Lord, we need to learn to depend upon you. And just do it. By your grace, oh God, help us to be Christians who walk out of this, re, this occasion and taste more deeply of the victorious life that comes from walking in the power of the resurrection. Thank you, God, for being with us. In Jesus' name, amen.